Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. Metro exists to exalt God and equip people. Here at Metro, we long to become a community that celebrates the presence of God, communicates the Word of God, demonstrates the love of God, and educates the people of God. Everything we do revolves around this core mission and vision. We are so glad you are here today to listen to this week's podcast. It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message. 2 Samuel chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 17. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Amen. Church, we are in a series, in a summer series, where we as pastors get to preach whatever is on our hearts this morning, uh, this morning and to the church, anything that we believe is essential for our church to hear. Um, last time I was up here preaching, I, I believe one essential thing that our church members needed was to consider the power of an invitation, power of inviting people. I truly believe that one invitation can drastically change a person's life forever, and I hope many of you are practicing the discipline of invitation in your life because it will really begin to unpack your spiritual life. If you listen to the invitation of heaven and invite other people around you to the kingdom of God. Another essential thing that I want to teach the church, a habit that I want all of us to embody is the power of discernment. This, this morning, the, the title of the message is The Power of Discernment. So many Christians, many full gospel believers are interacting with the world around us with no form of discernment. Discernment is the spiritual gut feeling that lets you know that something is off or out of sync around you. Discernment is the ability to see things beyond what is happening around you. It's the ability to really see. Without discernment, Christians are truly blind in this world. When it comes to making decisions in your life, whether they are long-term or split-second decisions, discernment is what helps you align with the agenda of heaven. Amen? Discernment is the spiritual eyesight for a Christian. You see, church, without discernment, we are totally out of alignment with heaven. We are out of sync with God's plans for our life. We are moving at different speeds than what the Spirit is wanting in our life, and it causes a lot of unneeded disruption in your life. Many people think that discernment is the ability to know the difference between right and wrong, and that's true, but discernment is actually more than that, and today's main point is this. Discernment is knowing the difference between something that is right and almost right. Discernment is the ability to know the difference between what is right and almost right. Amen? Let's turn our attention to 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. We're going to read the, this chapter from 17. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. This is a story a very unusual story about King David. Starting in verse 17, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? 
The Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtlessly deliver the Philistines into your hands. Verse 20, So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he named that place Baal-perazim. And there the Philistines left their images, and David and his men carried them away. Verse 22, And then... The Philistines went once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, he said, David, therefore David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said, You shall not go up, but circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching on the tops of the mulberry trees, that is when you shall advance quickly. For them the Lord will go out before you and strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did so, and the, as the Lord commanded him, and he drove the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. Church, this text illustrates the importance of being a discerning kind of person. You see, David shows us in this text what it means to truly see what is happening around you. David shows us what happens when you are a man that is in sync with heaven. He knows the difference between right and almost right. Discernment can make a huge difference in your life. It made a huge difference in David's life. And so this habit is something that I want everybody in our church to begin practicing. There are two important results for a person that has discernment. The first one is this. In verse 17 through 21, discernment helps us have victory over our enemies. Discernment helps us have victory over our enemies. Number two, verse 22 through 25, discernment gives us victory over our own pride. Discernment gives us victory over our own pride. Church, are you ready to receive God's word this morning? It's a very simple idea, but if you allow it to go into your hearts, just like invitation, discernment, will change how you interact with the world around you. The Lord will lead you, and the world will wonder why you walk with such great confidence. Amen? Discernment is knowing the difference between what is right and almost right. Amen? First, in verse 17, discernment gives you victory over your enemies. We notice in verse 17, the story begins with David becoming king, finally, over a united Israel. David has finally become king after a long-awaited time. But as soon as he is promoted as king, as soon as he has been installed and secured as king, the enemy comes with great force. You'll notice in the text that as soon as the Philistines heard of the news, they came with full force to shake his authority as a newly appointed king. This is why it is important that you have discernment. Because, friends, the moment you decide to obey God and step forward into your calling, you will face your enemy. That is the simple truth of this life. The moment you decide to obey and you get a subsequent promotion because of that obedience, you will disturb the status quo of the enemy and you will become the enemy's target. Obedience does that. And discernment shows you that reality. Why is the attack coming? Because you are obeying. 
But if you are a man or a woman without discernment, when these things happen to you in your life, you begin to despair needlessly. You wonder, Lord, my obedience caused this? Lord, I'm trying to truly follow you, and you opened this door of promotion, and I'm walking into it. Maybe I should never have obeyed you in the first place. Look what is happening in my life. Discernment tells you what is really happening. Church, let me say this. It is often the presence, not the absence of the enemy that validates your calling. It is often the presence of the enemy that validates your obedience and promotion. Said in another way, the devil shows up the moment you decide to obey. If you walk in disobedience and never take steps of faith, you will be left all alone with your pleasures in this life. The enemy will never disrupt you. But the moment you obey, watch, the enemy comes. It is the woman of God, the man of God, that knows why this is happening through discernment. The only way you can know this, what the enemy is doing in your life, is if you have true insight. You see, the interesting thing about a woman or a man with discernment is they go from being afraid of their calling to being totally emboldened in their calling, even when the enemy is around. You notice they become courageous when they face things in their life. You know, when I look at young people often, especially on the college campus, I've seen many young people back away from following Jesus because of the hardship. Sometimes people will tell you that following Jesus, everything will become easy in your life. And the moment a young person decides to follow Jesus, that's when the enemy shows up. And the hardship stops them from following Jesus. It is that point that I want to train them in, in total discernment. Don't let the obstacle stop you. Because it is in that moment when hardship happens that you will always pick what is almost right and not what is right. When hardship comes, you will pick what is almost right, not totally right. But with discernment, you know how to move forward. Amen, church? Are we okay? In verse 19, David decides to inquire of the Lord. He says, shall I go up and meet these Philistines and deliver them into, my hand, into your hands? And I love what the Lord says. I will doubtlessly deliver them to you. I love that word. Someone should write a song like that. Doubtlessly deliver the Philistines into your hands. The next thing we learn about discernment is discernment is birth in prayer. You can only grow in discernment if you are talking to God. No good endeavor in this life starts with your own wisdom. It always starts with a conversation in prayer. Amen? Prayer is the key to your discernment, to unlock the deeper insight of what is happening with the Philistines in your life. So here is a young David facing his foes yet again. If you go back and read through most of David's life, this is not the first time he's meeting the Philistines. He's faced the Philistines countless times. He's tumbled their giant named Goliath. He has fought them in small raids throughout the valleys. And even he has lived among them. But he knows that this fickle foe named the Philistines will come yet again into his life. But even though he is a new king, he is not relying on his past experience, but he is relying on prayer. Discernment starts with prayer. I love that God says, I will doubtlessly deliver them into your hands. Basically, God is saying, without a shadow of a doubt, you will win. 
Meaning, I don't know, I don't really care what you do when you go meet the Philistines. You can go out there and do what you want, but as long as you show up, you will win because I am fighting for you. Church, what happens when you are totally in discernment, when you really know what's going on? You have a ridiculous boldness about you. Everyone else tells you there's no way you're going to win this. Look at you. You're so small. You don't have any talents. You don't have these things. But then God speaks to you, gives you great discernment, and you walk into situations with total boldness. Church, I often think, especially when I look at some people at our church, that you lack courage, not because you don't have faith, but, but it's because you can't really see. And God wants to help you see what is happening around you so you have great boldness. Amen. What happens? Verse 20, David pursues the Philistines with such courage and boldness. There was such an overwhelming victory in that place that they call the place Baal-perazim. Loosely translated, that place means Lord of the Breakthroughs. Can you imagine having such a decisive victory over your enemy that you had such bravery as a brand new king that the, newly, that the new king of a united Israel, that his army and everyone around him decides to name the place the Lord of the Breakthroughs. You see, when you walk in discernment, you don't just have small wins in your life. God brings about total and utter breakthrough. That is the difference between being almost right and totally right. If you're almost right, you get an almost win. But when you follow the Lord in total discernment, you get a total win. Breakthrough in your life is another element of discernment. Breakthrough in your vocational life, in your business. Breakthrough in your family life. Breakthrough in your relationships. Breakthrough in your finance. Breakthrough in your ministry. Breakthrough in your walk with the Lord is birth first in a place of discernment. Lord of the breakthroughs, <laughs> revealed before everyone, your friends, your followers, and your enemies. They all come face to face, not with you and your might, but the Lord of the breakthroughs. Breakthrough follows people that live in discernment. But I want to show you one more thing. Verse 21. The victory was not merely over the Philistine people. Well, as soon as the Philistines left their battle, they left all their gods on the ground and left. This, this battle was not just a victory over the Philistine people, but it was also a victory over their gods. The Philistines left their gods in the battle, in the middle of the battlefield. You see, often we think that our battle is against flesh and blood. But the Lord is actually saying that when he enters the battle, it is simply not against the people there, but it is against the powers and principalities, the little g gods that you face in that battle. When you walk in discernment, that's when you see that the true victory that God brings into your life are not the people that are standing in your way, but the, the little gods behind those people. God brings total victory into those places. You see... We often think that God is moving an annoying person out of our life. But really, in that place, God is vanquishing evil. He is subduing the enemy. He is binding the strong man. And he's canceling every assignment of the enemy. You see, the small, worthless Philistine gods, they lay powerless on the floor. Because that is what happened when our God enters into our battle. It is in the battle when you have full discernment 
that everyone can see who truly God is. Amen? Discernment helps you see what is really happening. You see, when I was a little kid, uh, you know, there's a famous uh, Disney show called The Lion King. You know, I, I, when I was a little kid, I could never tell if my dad was uh, quoting scripture or quoting The Lion King, you know. When I would leave the home, my dad would say, remember who you are, you know. I was like, is that in the Bible, you know? He's like, you know, beware of Uncle Scar. I'm like, who's, it's definitely not in the Bible, you know. He would always say these one-liners to me. I don't know, you know, at a young age, you know, remember who you are, you know. Remember Uncle Scar, you know, so the elephant graveyard, I don't know. Anyway, so I would leave home with all these weird statements in my mind, you know. My mom would do the same thing. My mom would always say things like, something is working in the background, you know. Such a mysterious thing to say. Be careful, something is working in the background. Or my God will say, God will show you what's really happening. You know, I'm like, what does that mean? Are you mad at me? You know, like, my parents would talk like this. I remember even playing football. My coach would always say, you're just going to have to do your best, son, and tr trust that God is going to do the rest. What do all these statements mean? Even at a young age, these, these people in my life, my parents, coaches, people are teaching me discernment. There's always something more. A man or woman with discernment can really see. You can really see. Church, I want you to ask yourself, are you a person walking with true discernment? Can you really see what is happening around you? If you did, you would have great boldness in every endeavor in life because God goes before you. Amen? Lord, would you please give our church eyes to see? Lord, would you give us hearts to truly know what you are up to? Grant every woman and man here great discernment. Church, why is this important? Because the world will tell you to do something almost right, but we, as people with eyesight, we know how to do what is truly right. Amen? Next, you'll see in verse 22 through 25, it says, it's an interesting thing that happens. This is a great story so far. Some of you don't know how great it is, but you are having one victory after another, and then guess what happens? Verse 22, the Philistines, they are back. The text says the Philistines went once again and spread them across themselves across the valley. What is happening here? This is the truth in life. Discernment will get you a victory, but guess what? Your enemies, they come right back. The enemy may return, the same enemy may return in your life. What does this mean? Does this mean you're walking in disobedience? Does this mean that you're failing to walk in faith? No. When people tell you that, that's often a time of discouragement. When you face the same enemy again, that is not because you are losing faith. Oftentimes, the Lord allows a new battle with the same enemy. Why? Because if God is not done with you, trust me, the enemy is not done with you either. We need to understand something about our calling. When you walk in your calling, even when you help your children walk in their calling, calling is a repugnant smell to the enemy. Calling, the enemy cannot stand when people walk in their calling. When David is walking in his brand new calling, it is a stench, it is a threat to the enemy. And if you continue to walk in your calling after facing the Philistines, guess what? You will face the Philistines again. 
Therefore, the same problems come back into your life. The things that used to haunt you, that you thought you had victory over, guess what? They are back again for you to deal with. Here's the issue with facing the same enemy in a new battle. Hey, you won last time, right? So what do you think? Just do the same thing, right? Just do the same thing, and you'll beat the same enemy. This is the key to walking in discernment. You know that even against the same enemy, not every battle is the same. What makes us fight the same? I've often seen this happen to families in church and even in my own life. I have faced an enemy. That enemy comes again, and what do I do? I do the same thing, thinking something something is going to happen that happened last time. Nothing changes. Why? Why are we so tempted to do this? Because of our past, past skills, former experiences, your personal pride. All of these things tell you just do what you did last time. No reason to talk to God. You know what to do. Past skills tell David, last time, a couple, couple times you've met the Philistines, you brought a sling and a stone. Just use that skill again. Former experience tells David, hey, last time you met these guys in the valley straight to their face. Just do it again. You'll win. Personal pride tells David, hey, didn't God tell you he will doubtlessly deliver them into your hands? Just go back out there and tell the Philistines what's coming for them. All of these things are good. Skills, experience, having pride in what you do. All these things are good. But when they take the place of prayer in your life, your discernment will totally fall apart. When you base your battles just on your experience and not in a personal time of prayer with God, you lose your discernment. And guess what? You will do what is almost right not what is right. Amen? Church, you understanding me? Here's the stunning truth about facing your enemies again. When you face your enemy again, often it is not to gain victory over your enemy, but God is trying to gain victory over you. Oftentimes, there is a battle greater than the Philistines going on in your own life. So sometimes the Philistines show up not just to beat them, but to beat down what is happening in your own life. Church, we can become very puffed up with pride, with our own skills, our own experience. We think that we have great achievement in our life. There's no reason to contact God again. We don't have to inquire of the Lord. I beat this guy before. But God knows that there is a greater victory inside of you than outside of you that he is trying to win. Look, I know some of us have great resumes but you can throw your resume at a same enemy again, and nothing will happen. Discernment must happen in prayer. You see, you see David knew it was the same devil, but new battle. So what did he do? Look what happened in verse 23 to 25. He inquired of the Lord. What did the Lord tell him? A brand new plan. A brand new plan that was born out of place of discernment. The first time, God told him, go right in front of them. But this time, God gave him a brand new direction. What? Go behind them. Last time, God gave him a, different, a destination. He said, meet them in the valley. This time, brand new destination. Go to the mulberry trees. Last time was a different demonstration. God said, just go straightway into them. But this time, he said, go listen. This is weird. Go listen to the mulberry trees. And when you hear them shaking, 
then advance. So David got his army in place. I can't imagine these soldiers watching what David is doing. They go behind the enemy, go into the mulberry trees, and David is waiting. Waiting for what? The sound, the sound of heaven, a rustling, a wind blowing from heaven, the sound of a marching of an army that he cannot see, rustling the winds of the, of the leaves of the mulberry trees. David had great discernment to sit and wait when his men are saying, go, 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 go. He's waiting, waiting for the stirring of the mulberry trees. Once he heard that sound, the text says he advanced quickly. He moved quickly, and a mighty, mighty victory came to the nation of Israel. David's men were astonished. I can't believe we beat the same enemy in a totally different way. The Philistines, they learned they can come again and again. But when God has established his king in Zion, nobody is going to bring him down. And most importantly, David learned, it does not matter what I did in the past. I must always inquire of the Lord. I must always inquire of the Lord because every battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. Last time, God revealed himself as Lord of the breakthroughs. This time, he reveals himself as captain of a totally unseen army. You see, when you go with discernment, not only do you get new strategy, but you get brand new revelation about who God is. You might have a same enemy, but you get a new revelation of who God is. You know, many people have asked uh, me, how's it been being a pastor uh, at Metro? You know, it's been maybe about 15 months. I get this question all the time. You know, I was comfortable doing ministry with InterVarsity. I understood it. 10, 12 years of doing ministry at the university, I loved it. I was very, very comfortable. And then I come to be a pastor at an Indian church. I'm telling you, it's very different, very difficult. We won't need to get into all that, but... I found myself wondering why my strategies on the university don't always work here at the church. I mean, I saw great growth, great planting happening, great evangelism happening. And I said, like, why is it not happening here? And God is saying, just because you did it back then doesn't mean that's what's going to happen right now. And I found myself, and Pastor knows this, Pastor Ruben knows this, whenever I'm asked to pray during our pastoral staff meetings, the one thing I always pray is, God... I don't know what to do. Please show us what to do. You show us what to do. When you show us what to do, we will do it. Why? Because we might be facing the same enemies here that I faced on campus, but just because it's the same enemy, it is a new battle. And every battle belongs to God. Because if I win it in my own way, in my own strength, that is almost right. It will almost be a victory. And I might have pride because of that. But God wants to show me that almost is not good enough. Truly obey God and you will have a true victory. And I will realize, we will all realize that none of that glory belongs to us. What does discernment give us, church? Total victory over our enemies. But discernment gives us total victory over our own pride. Amen, church. Every eyes, eyes closed and head bowed. I'm going to pray for you. Church, do you want this kind of discernment in your life? 
as the worship team gets ready, I need for the revelation to settle on you that every battle belongs to God. He has won every victory, not us. And as a New Testament church, we know that God has won the victory on the cross for us. He has won every victory. That does not mean, church, that the enemy is gone. The enemy will return again and again. But do not trust in yourself. Do not trust in your own abilities. But with discernment and prayer, ask the Lord to show you what to do. Show you what to do. Because discernment is knowing the difference between what is right and almost right. The Lord is telling me right now, some of you, hallelujah, you need to hear the rustling of heaven's armies over you. You need to hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind over you to tell you that it is time to advance quickly. So, Lord, would you always go before us? Would you show us how to do this life, Lord? Show us what to do, and we will follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like Jesus, then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at metrochurch.us. Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.